BMW. The 77%. Hi there. Welcome to the 77%, the space for Africans to have conversation. Today on the show, we are talking about saving for a rainy day. No one really expected the coronavirus to happen at this rate. So for many young people, they spent as they end. I'm that kind of a person who's always busy. So, you know, fast next year and there, you're buying this and that. Depends with what is there. It's not about how much it is. Then I learned that even 50 cents or 5 rand is quite a lot to save. The 50 cents or 5 rand that I was jumping at home, I was looking for it. In the wake of COVID-19, more than 20 million Africans are expected to slip into poverty. Right now, there's nothing like earning, there's nothing like saving. It's God's grace, trying here and there and trying to make ends meet. So how can you and I weather the storm? There are certain types of hairstyles that you want to have, which if you could put off, you know, certain clothing, type of cars that you want to drive in, which may not necessarily, you know, you're just trying to show off. Some of these guys are, you know, staying in, in, in locations, not commensurate with their, uh, their income. Has this pandemic taught you any lessons? Do you want to spread the saving gospel? Then go onto our Facebook page, DW Africa, and leave us your comments. I'm your host, Michael Uti. There are many reasons why you might think that saving is not for you. Working in the informal sector could mean that your income is not regular. You could be underemployed or not have a job at all. But regardless of your situation, the coronavirus is ravaging economies and personal finances. So you have to save. Let's kick off today's show in South Africa where my colleague, Huzo Kumalo, has been speaking to some young people about their saving habits. Greetings to all our listeners across Africa and beyond. In today's edition of the 77%, we are focusing on the savings culture, especially amongst the young people in Africa. Yes, we know that COVID-19 pandemic has left a trail of disaster and problems and stress for a lot of people. But at the same time, it has left us with a lot of lessons, good lessons, if I may say. In South Africa, many people were locked down in their houses for almost two months. Some of the people, of course, weeks, uh, depending on what uh, you are doing. And today I want to speak to the youth of South Africa to find out if their saving culture came into clash with COVID-19, what they have learned, did they have any money, uh, what happened in those situations so that we see how to prepare for other eventualities like COVID-19 in case uh, such a pandemic or such times come ahead. I've got three guests with me to discuss uh, this topic, to find out the saving culture of the youth here in South Africa and what is their takeaway from the COVID-19 experience. Uh, Refilo will be the first to introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Refilo Matloko. I'm an author. I'm also an entrepreneur doing my master's at VITS. I'm also working at VITS. And Asanda will be next. 
Hi everybody, my name is Asandam Baimbai. I am a journalist, editor, motivational speaker and script writer and I work at Oka Media. And uh, Kanishas will be last. Hello everybody, my name is Nkala Kanishas. I am a self-made entrepreneur, businessman and a trainer. Yes, let me start with you, uh, Refule. How much did you have when you went into lockdown, when Ramaphosa announced on the 26th that uh, everybody's inside the house? How much did you have? No, sir. To be honest, if it wasn't for my salary, I, I wouldn't have had money. Because, I mean, every month, it's, it's a cycle. Get money, spend money, wait for another turn to get money and spend it. That's how it was. The only thing that I know is that I'm paying towards a tax-free investment, but then it's not something that I can get immediately until such time where I actually get access to the money when it has matured. Otherwise, I didn't have money. For Sundays, get paid, chop, chop, get paid, chop, chop. <laughs> so my scenario is the same as Refilia's, but the difference is that I, I only had 500 bucks in my account when Ramaphosa announced that. And luckily, transport money was excluded, so I was just only left with um, food and probably toiletries. Yeah. But I, I can't really say that I was in a bad state, but all I can say is that I was this close to going to bed hungry. The culture of serving, conscious. As a self-made business person, it was like, uh, you know, out of the blue. Of course, I had some savings, plus or minus 5,000, but according to my business, it's about what I make every day. So not making money in any day of that very month, I was like in a prison. So the first month was uh, at least better because I had the previous month to work for. But the second month, yeah, I felt the pinch because I had to, to expand everything that I had. You can hear um, not saving is problematic. It can take you into crisis, especially in terms of the pandemic. If you had saved, would your life been better during COVID-19? Most definitely it could have been much better actually because um, you get to realize that we were you know stationary at the time so whatever you need you need to spend on things that are most important things that you need at that moment and I mean I stay with my daughter she's two years old whatever she needs I have to get for her so it was a bit of a challenge for me because as well I I kind of had to you know figure it out how to make money but fortunate enough since I was not traveling a lot so I could actually save from that because there were no longer lunch at work having lunch with a friend and all that. So I could actually see that I can save money in a way. So it was one of the, the, the lessons that I have actually learned that I can actually save money in a way without having realized that um, it was a lesson that I learned from this pandemic, obviously, because there were so many things that I would do with money that were unnecessary. And now I had to rather focus on necessary stuff. And uh, Asanda, if they had reduced your pay at work, Guessing that they were paying you over the lockdown. Would you have survived? I think I would have because whether my salary is reduced or increased, it doesn't matter. For me, it's still um, satisfactory because at some point I am able to handle my savings in terms of dividing my money that, okay, this money is for this and this money is for that. Plus, I'm not spending a lot and being very pretty much cautious on what you spend your money on. That definitely helped me. And Kanishas, um, what were some of your spending poor bad habits that you used to have, which when you got into COVID-19, you discovered you were messing up big time? I'm that kind of a person who's always busy. So, you know, fast snacks here and there, buying this and that, depends with what is there. It's not about how much it is. 
then I learned that even 50 cents or 5 rand is quite a lot to save. The 50 cents or 5 rand that I was jumping at home, I was looking for it. You can hear 50 cents become so crucial during COVID-19. This is the experience from Kanishas and Asanda. I totally agree with Kanishas because one thing this COVID-19 just made me learn is that every cent counts. And it just taught me that we shouldn't take the smallest things for granted, but we should always prepare ourselves for the worst times ever because we don't really know what can strike at any time, but what matters is we should always be prepared one step ahead from it. And uh, fashion, buying, making hair, <laughs> nails, uh, was that part of your habit? It was part of my habit. It, it, was, it was a huge part. And this is actually the first time I've kept my hairstyle for two months now. And it still looks okay. And I feel like it, it is okay. It, I, I look very good with this hairstyle <laughs> I've been having for two months. So, you know, I've, I've got to realize that there's a lot I could, I could have saved. But because, you know, um, with the life outside, life outside is so busy and mm. it requires a lot of spending. But then from this lockdown, I've also learned that, you know, we can spend smart. Like, for instance, this month end, it's month end May, right? Mm. Yes. I've actually got my salary and realized that, okay, I can start trading Forex. So I've started, I've recently started trading Forex. I've also um, joined Easy Equities into buying stock markets and all that. So basically, it's also how you take the lessons. You can learn, but actually you cannot do anything about it. But yeah. all you can decide to learn and do something about it. Mm. So for me, I decided to explore other avenues. You know, I want to get at a point whereby I get my salary and not pay my rent from it. I mean, yeah. it should be that way that um, other avenues are making money for me and my salary is specifically for yeah. some things and investing in my child's education, which, which is the most important thing for me right now. Definitely. Definitely. Kanishas, uh, Refuel is now a jack of all trades. <laughs> Due to COVID-19 experiences, what are your experiences? I used to believe that I must meet a person physically so much. So I'll travel all the way to Deben, I'll travel all the way to Nelspret and what have you. But now when they say it, you can't travel, mm. I learned to do things online. Mm. I learned to do business online and it has actually made me realize that online business saves a lot of money because it saves me hotel bills, it saves me traveling and what have you. So saving of money is one thing that I've learned that in future I'll be able to do. And uh, Asanda, if I may ask, how much do you earn? How much have you been earning? And how much of that have you been saving? <laughs> now that uh, COVID-19 has made us to think deeper into the saving culture. Mm. So basically, I was earning 7.5. So basically... You just chow all of it? Okay, as I have said before, I divide all of my money. And then as for the one that's left, because I don't have any responsibility, I don't have a child, I don't have a cat, I don't have a dog, I still live under my parents' roof, I, I spoil myself with the amount that's left so i used to go to movies i used to travel ice skating until i was left with that 500 i was like okay now this is really bad mm -hmm. so after that experience i told myself that you know what i should stop overspending because i used to overspend on things that i could have probably spent less amount on if i had done them some other way just about rounding up refuelo if you were to talk to the youth of africa what lessons have you taken away from COVID-19 as far as savings are concerned? What things would you think uh, you should do better going forward so that when such a pandemic or such dry times come, you are able to survive? To the youth of South Africa, spending is very addictive. However, it's also a lesson that whatever we spend on, 
every cent counts. The first question that must come into your mind should be that, is it necessary to do this? Mm. If it's not necessary, then don't even think about it. Because the more you restrict yourself, it's the more you realize how much you can end up without even having to wait for the next month of your salary. If it's not necessary, don't do it. Asanda? To add on what Refila said, this is totally true. Because we as people like to spend and not think about the future. Because we just focus on today, what's happening here and now. What do I want? And does it make me happy? And then we just forget about tomorrow. So every cent counts. This COVID-19 should be a lesson to us that anything can strike at any time. And we can't really blame Ramaphosa that, okay, why is he telling us to stay at home? But we should always be prepared in terms of job-wise, money-wise, and other ways that, okay, something can happen at any time. And we must take responsibility for ourselves because as much as food parcels go out, they can't really accommodate every South African. Mm. So really, we must start being responsible and thinking of ourselves than thinking of wants, than needs, yeah. Anything can strike anytime. Is it the same lesson you're taking away, Kanisas? Yes, anything can strike anytime. The worst of it was, it was for, for me, was the issue of not looking at myself alone. The extended family, the black tags. Where you discover now, you know so-and-so was not working for some time. Mm. And now you are at your worst. And that person is at worst than worst. So it, it taught me quite a lot of lessons to say, you know, sometimes people need to learn to hustle. It's a difficult thing, yes, to talk mm. about it, but people need to learn to hustle. I found myself going into Facebook, looking for markets where people are selling some things. I'll tell you something. I'll start selling Amasi now, mm. and you'll never understand why. Mm. It's a hustle. Right, good people of Africa and beyond you here, you have heard from the South African youth, they are saying it's a hustle. They are saying anything can happen anytime. Keep your savings. Make sure you are ready for dry times like this. For now, Tuzo Kumalo from South Africa, I say bye. That was my colleague Tuzo Kumalo from South Africa. But not everyone is as lucky as the young chaps in South Africa. In Kampala, young people have had to depend on their families and friends to stay afloat. Ideally in ladies' wigs, weaves, braids, lady products, basically. And I had a shop in one of the arcades in town, which are not yet open. Back then, on a good day, if you had really worked, the competition used to be high, so you could get like 80,000, 90,000 profits. And if you're lucky, you could go as high as 100 or 200,000. Things are not really easy. It's a lot more complicated than way back because you have to limit how you spend. You survive through friends, a little connections. Maybe if a client calls you and asks you for a product and you have to try by all means to get them that product so that you can also survive. I'm actually trying to adjust by depending a little bit on my family since my mom has a farm. I always get food from her farm and I don't have to worry about what to eat. And then I also depend on my boyfriend sometimes because he supports me during this COVID-19 crisis. Yes, yeah, it's too tough because uh, first of all, there are so many people I'm looking after and uh, it's tough for me. The sources of income have reduced and uh, it's too tough. I'm actually depending on posho and some, some things which we never used to eat, but I'm just trying to cope up. Those were some young persons from Uganda.
the World Bank is projecting that Sub-Saharan Africa will go into recession for the first time in 25 years. But how bad is it really? Here is financial analyst Dr. Thomas Montali. About 29 million of the population is likely to move into poverty. And out of that, uh, about 19 million are likely to lose jobs. And uh, I think that's quite uh, something, especially that uh, this thing is still evolving. Uh, you know that COVID, and, and that was as of last month. And so we're talking of, we're still seeing infections increasing, especially in parts of Africa. You know, I don't want to sound like a doomsday prophet, but the worst, it appears, is yet to come. It is therefore crucial to save. But with my limited income, how can I save? I'm sure you must be asking. So here's some advice for you. You can save regardless of what you have. Because if you look at what you spend on, you still should be able to identify some things that you can still put off for a while. There are certain types of fancy phones that we buy. Sometimes don't use all the facilities on that phone. But because somebody has it, because medium has it, I also want to have it. Uh, there are certain types of hairstyles that you want to have, which if you could put off, you know, certain clothing, type of cars that you want to drive in, which may not necessarily, you know, you're just trying to show off. Some of these guys stay in locations, not commensurate with their income, but because I want medium to see that I'm still staying in area 10, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I think basically the point is, in any environment, if you are real, it's about living within your means. If your means can't take you out there, I mean, don't go there. Live within your means, that is my takeaway from the conversation with Dr. Montali from Malawi. That's all we have time for on this week's 77%. You can listen to this show and previous editions by visiting dw.com forward slash Africa. For more content on the 77%, check out our YouTube videos on DW Africa. 77%. If you are listening to this show, go onto our Facebook page and tell me how you are saving for a rainy day. And until I come your way next time, remember that the coronavirus is still out there. So continue to maintain social distancing, wash your hands regularly, and if you can avoid large gatherings, please do. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I am your host, Mike Luti. Bye for now. And when I'm done, done, tell me if you want some more, baby, some more. I got plenty dollars in my name, plenty naira in my name, plenty dollars in my name, in my name, in my name, plenty dollars in my name, plenty naira in my name, plenty dollars in my name, in my name, in my name. This girl to make me higher, higher. I dey feel this, baby. You know go believe If you see this baby Let him say She must chop my money Chop my money Chop my money Cause I don't care Chop my money Chop my money